Hey, thanks for finding our podcast. This is Mason talking. I do the editing and just wanted to give you a heads up about this episode. When we decided to make this show, we kind of just jumped in without much thought for uh, preparation or audio quality. We as a group think the content we created was still good enough to put out in the universe, but we wanted to give you a warning that this episode will be a bit rough around the edges. If that's a concern for you, that's completely fair, and I would recommend skipping to episode 4, What is Engagement? At that point, we took the time to get some upgrades and came in with slightly more of a plan. We also took the time to introduce ourselves in that episode, which we neglected to do here. Don't worry, though, I can introduce us each year, so I will do so now. Uh, my name is David. I'm Trevor. And I'm Mason. So go ahead and steal our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of what the plan is right um so kind of the first question i had thought of was kind of not so much what is role playing which is what we'll talk about later but um you know what gives us any authority uh to talk on these (laughs) topics why do our opinions matter at all? We've read the rule books. <laughs> um, because I think I think it would behoove an audience to hear uh, a little bit of our experience. I don't think we have to go super into it. Um, just kind of a generic, you know. Here's here's my experience with with tabletop role playing games. Um, here here is you know what. I have, or how much time I've spent, or what kind of things I've engaged in. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's an excellent question, an excellent place to start. Uh, I guess who wants to go first? Um, I can. Go for it. Uh, the short and sweet of it is I am familiar with 2nd Edition. That was my first real campaign. That lasted about two and a half years. Um, And then there were sporadic third 3.5. Never did Pathfinder. Uh, I'm still interested in it, but never did it. Never touched fourth edition. Then I really jumped back and jumped back into the game at uh, 5th edition, along with everyone else, and, uh, well, I found these this group through pure happenstance, and, I mean, I've been playing with you guys for, what, close to three years now? <laughs> yeah, two, yeah, two and a half. on three. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's getting up there. It's getting up there. Um... I guess this is the goodest time as any since we're recording. I play. Uh, we'll go. The, I'll, I'll play. I play Listaria, fourteenth level Glamour Bard. Um, and it's been a wild ride. Elves, man. Yeah. The DM has um, made just, me hate elves. We're we're. <laughs> Three dudes who who play together. Uh, we're on a break from our normal D and D campaign, so we're 
we're taking some time kept capturing some of our thoughts. Um, so we probably will talk about our characters um, yeah. in, in certain segues and when we meander and digress on different topics. Um, and my name's Trevor. I've been... I was going to say names. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my name's Trevor. Uh, <laughs> David was just talking. Um, I'm the DM of the campaign. Um, and, you know, invited these guys from work uh, who seemed kind of nerdy to come play D&D <laughs> at my house. And we've been playing together for a couple years. Uh, for me, I got into uh, Dungeons and Dragons in high school. I bought like the fourth edition books and that's where I got into it. And I realized in hindsight that that is a contentious point to jump into D and D. Um, I did like fourth edition. I enjoyed forcing my brothers to play it with me. Um, but they weren't as interested as I was. Uh, and I played kind of on and off throughout high school and college and then got really into it kind of after college and have been running multiple campaigns for a while now. Uh, probably the last five years have always at least had one campaign going. Um, what gives me the authority to talk on role-playing topics and what the ideas behind them are? Uh, nothing really. I'm just a normal dude. I, I know from my experience and my experience is not universal. So take everything I have to say with a grain of salt. Um, I have had lots of different kinds of experiences, um, with role-playing games, but definitely not, haven't touched everything. Yeah, cool. uh, I'm Mason, uh, same as these guys, we just kind of got started a couple years ago. We're going to tell a story of how we just randomly ended up slapping this together. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty wild right as well, which is like, yeah, we'll, we'll try it, and then suddenly three years later it's like, yeah, I can't imagine my life without this campaign. Yep. <laughs> um, but I started role-playing about the time 5th edition came out, it was a little before, did some 3-5-1 off type stuff, um, jumped in with 5th edition, started playing right away more and more, uh, almost immediately started DMing as well, um, and kind of with the group that I started playing with ended up being kind of the person saying, hey, let's try this cool new thing I found, you know, trying out like GURPS or... Uh, a Mad Max homebrew world that we did probably for about six months pretty regularly. That was pretty freaking dope, and I'm hoping that sounds after, awesome. Yeah. No, when when if we ever do like a how, how to hack a system, I I will pull that out and we can like go through every <laughs> thought I had of like you know how I wanted this thing to work and to make it feel like Mad Max. So we're gonna truck out this crap and bring in this stuff and you know chop it up to make it feel a bit more punchy. Um, and so, you know, my, my first kind of feeling with role playing started with like a mechanical aspect of it where it's like, you know, I wanted a campaign to feel different than the D&D I'd been playing. So I tried out like a sci-fi concept in GURPS because that was like a pretty easy, we're going to slap together and make a sci-fi thing, kind of Firefly meets Warhammer 40k. Um, or, you know, hack in a 5th edition Mad Max thing or we'll try out. I should have written a list of all this stuff. Anyway, um, trying stuff out there, and through trying it out, I started, you know, looking at different ways to play within the system as well, um, and to expand the experience within the, the mechanics themselves to just get 
more engaged, I guess. And as far as an authority, I guess I think about too much stuff way too much and then <laughs> think that I know more than I do. Uh, <laughs> so I have loud, useless opinions. I, I think that's that's kind of fair uh, about all of us. Uh, we <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of the the reason we decided to record ourselves and and throw ourselves out at the universe to see if anybody's listening is because we we just have so much fun talking to each other about like the nitty gritty uh, of this role playing game that we play. Uh, we specifically play. Uh, D&D 5th edition um, but a lot of the things we talk about are more like they're more broad they're they're bigger topics just about role playing and and fantasy and like game mechanics and like how to make things fun um, yeah and like I, I me as a consumer would be very interested in listening to a lot of the big D&D names out there or role-playing games out there, I'd be very interested to, to have uh, some of them pick apart some of these things. And a lot of people have done so on YouTube in more of like a, I'm the one person talking <laughs> to you Listen or, to or we are the two people. Um, you know, we're the organization talking to you about this is how D&D can be played or should be played. Yeah, um, like a like yeah. a lecture format as opposed to conversation format. Yeah, um, so that's kind of where we're coming from. Is is we love this stuff. We nerd out about different rules for death and dying versus different rules for survival. Um, we'll try not to bog down stuff with too many numbers um, and stay a little bit generic. Um, Conceptual. Just, yeah, just to not. Um, becomes too systems dependent um, yeah because i know a lot of people play a lot of different kinds of systems and and we want to kind of talk about what makes role-playing games fun or at least the ones that we've played and mm. and we're kind of like we're going to keep it a conceptual level that's applicable to anything um and and try and talk about you know if we talk about a mechanic i feel like it's typically going to be okay you know this is to create a certain experience in the game as opposed to these are the numbers it should do um because you know like for my purposes i play fifth edition but i've gm'd more non-fifth edition stuff than fifth edition um and fifth edition is typically like the touchstone because it's arguably the most highly played thing but you know right now my system the campaign i'm running has moved from beck me box set uh dnd to second edition dnd it's eventually going to move to spell jammer and then I don't know where it's going to do. Like, we're literally using this campaign to tour through different systems and settings to try and find out, like, you know, what they feel like to play, what kind of stuff they encourage and discourage. Um, and so I, I like, I like the idea of exploring it at a level that is applicable to multiple settings and systems. That way it's still useful. And, you know, if we talk about mechanics, it's, you know, if we like the death, for example, you know, what do death mechanics encourage in the players mm-hmm. as opposed to, the, the mathematically perfect death mechanic is significantly less interesting to talk about. Well, it's less fun to play too. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, just like, flat out. A lot of times, like, cause you know, I, I mentioned a lot of system stuff cause I, I like looking at systems and seeing what they do, what interesting thing they've shaken up. And, and the, the mathematically perfect ones are usually the most boring cause like everything feels the same. Like that was the complaint with fourth edition. 
fourth edition is mathematically beautiful, but everything feels like a wizard. You know, and so then there's not dynamics in the gameplay. Um, so talking about that kind of stuff is more interesting than, you know, here's a cool spell. To me, at least. Oh, yeah, I mean, cool. <laughs> sp- spells are super cool. I would say, I would say, just kind of working this stuff in our own campaign, um, just they're not huge parts of the game. Uh, the, the most of this work, if not all of this work, has been really kind of. Uh, thought about and done outside of the, the D&D campaign itself and then eventually maybe brought into the actual campaign if everybody agrees. Yeah. Um, but, but one thing I wanted to bring up was uh, these concepts that we're working on have a heavy focus of tying the player to their character uh, and entrenching just, just kind of helping people um, get more into their character, get more attached to their character, learn new things about their character, uh, depending on what experiences they go through in whatever game they're playing. And um, f- for example, uh, we all like to work with Play, play kind of fast and loose with uh, the rules of magic, all right? You got your baseline spells, but, you know, what What? What other effects can those spells happen? Um, for me, I've just been poring over spell lists, thinking with a primary thought in my mind of, what's a weird out-of-the-box way I can use this spell, uh, this this officially established spell without having to resort to homebrewing something, uh, which is still fun, but it uh, it adds so much more to my my enjoyment of the game, and it also adds to my overall uh, just just adds details to my character. Like, would my character do this versus this? Why? And then you can fall back to character backstory so um so we're uh jumping the the shark a little bit but i what we're mostly trying to talk about today uh after introducing ourselves for a second is is the idea of the role-playing part of tabletop role-playing games um I feel like, or at least the feeling I get um, from a lot of discussions around role-playing today is that um, the idea of what it is is shifting. And, you know, because of things like Critical Role and because there's so many, like, professional companies putting out D&D podcasts, um, that that people have the idea that role-playing, like has to be super intense to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like to make the argument that there's a pretty wide spectrum of, of role-playing, but um, I guess getting into it, um, we should just all talk about like what role-playing is, what, what we think it means at a basic level. 
what is like each of our definitions of role playing? So for me, the the just like in a sentence, role playing is making decisions as someone who is not you, or someone who is not entirely you. It's some partial figment of who you are as a person or an aspect of your personality. I like to base a lot of my characters on a specific aspect. You know, this character is all about like stubbornness and tradition and family, and that's kind of their motivations and how they're going to make their decisions. Or, you know, this person's all about like imagination and kind of youthful innocence or whatever. Um, and, and so it's instead of me making decisions as Mason, the player at the table, you know, I want to do this cool, funny thing. You know, I might still do the funny thing, but I'll try and find a justifiable reason why my character would actually do it. Or I'll say, you know, it would be funny if this happens and then move on to do a different character choice that is motivated by some something internal to the character in the scene that is going on, you know. Um, and, and that can happen at multiple different levels that I'm sure we'll get into later. But at the simplest form, role-playing is making decisions as someone who is not you. David? Uh, that was a very long sentence. <laughs> well, I said a sentence, and I said more sentences. There was a period there, and then there was Just a period. drag him through the mud. Do it. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, but just leading into this, we are all kind of long-winded. And all of our D and D discussions end up just being us listening to each other talk for ten minutes about one subject, and then yeah. going, "Ah, I just, but have, <laughs> That's having a, we just have a list of bullet points for each other to end, <laughs> you know, a, a verbal essay." <laughs> the, uh, verbal vomit. It's everywhere. No, um, let's see. What is role playing to me? Role playing is. Well, it's it's creating and exploring personalities that well are whatever you want to be. Um, I personally like pushing my comfort zones with well through through role play uh, and what I do is. Um, well, we'll get to that later, but yeah, it's uh, role playing is creating a personality from the ground up and letting it grow organically, uh, through decisions based on the, um, I'm trying to think of the word. Like the immediate circumstances, maybe? The, the, the immediate circumstances, but also the personality traits you've chosen. Yeah. The, the overall character. context, including person and situation. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, I think that um, role play kind of breaks into two veins. Um, you guys both kind of touched on um, the acting as another person with a different point of view or maybe even different abilities um, and kind of doing a thought exercise to see how they might react to something versus how you might. Um, and then I think the other vein of, of role playing is um, especially in the D and D context is 
there's situations that we can never be in. Yeah. Um, just because of your life circumstance, just because of your background, what you do for yeah, a living, where you live. Um, the fact that I don't have magic. Yeah. Right? I mean, what is this? <laughs> um, and it's, it's interesting to think about what you would do in that situation. Um, and I think a lot of human play and fun revolves around that. Um, you, uh, so when I think of role playing, I, it, it's playing, it's either playing another character or playing yourself in a scenario that you aren't familiar with or necessarily comfortable with. Um, and th- obviously that's used in education. It's used in psychology. It's used in the bedroom. It's used all over the place. Um, but I'm not I, comfortable the, with this, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Role play as if you were. Put on the cow costume <laughs> and get down on all fours. Um, you said you wanted to push boundaries. We're pushing the boundaries. Get that grass. Eat it. Um... But I, I think, like, you know, that's why humans love books and fiction and movies and and stories so much is it's not necessarily role playing, but you're experiencing somebody else outside of you and interpreting events kind of through that lens. It takes you outside of your own head um, for a minute. And I think that can be really important. Um just to to help you shift perspective. Um, and I think it's very easy to get ingrained in one perspective and always make assumptions based off of your experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's kind of why I like playing D&D and I like being a dungeon master is I have to think about all these characters who are not like me and I constantly catch myself like pasting my own identity and my own experiences and my own beliefs onto NPCs that I make and having to like erase bits of it and go, no, like they, like they are not living in the same context. You are like, stop assuming you're right about everything. Um, (laughs) So like to me, Role-playing is a mixture of scenario and character um, kind of put together to push somebody in a certain way. Um, and for D&D, usually that direction is towards having fun with some friends. Um, there are plenty of examples out there on the internet of it not being fun. Um, yep. and, and we'll kind of talk about that. Um, that honestly might be a good thing to hit next um yeah. how how have you seen role play emphasized or enacted poorly um i mean the most common one is just someone like overdoing it not like an oh they're over the top they're you know uh hamming it up but more more like they craft a personality that is overly strong and then doesn't allow other people at the table to still play. 
you know, and that, that can take a lot of different forms. So there's someone who just makes such drastic decisions that derail the fl natural flow of things or remove choices from other people. You know, people are like, you're interacting with an NPC and then you're talking, there's like kind of a tense negotiation and, and this person, you know, not just once, but literally any time they try and negotiate, just like blasts the dude, just always, you know, and it's like, it's one thing if it's like one time and like contextually it makes sense, but like if they are just constantly derailing any attempt to negotiate with people, it, that that can be, and even then, not every time. It can be like frustrating and, and mess up the fun. Mm -hmm. And an example of that actual thing happening well is in the campaign I'm running. The party thief loves to backstab people. Like the number of NPCs I've made, like this guy's gonna be sweet, and they get into conversation, and it turns sour, and he just murks the dude while they're talking to him. Is <laughs> above twenty. <laughs> like it's, it's it's a lot. Yeah, but Whoa. the the character. Like, has that character trait. But the player will, like, out of game, just, like, backstab time. Like, his character, he'll say, you know, I sneak behind him, he'll make the hide roll, and he'll, like, I just hold a dagger above his back and wait for a nod from the party. And so the difference there is that I'm still giving that party the party choices. Yeah. As opposed to, I just do it. <laughs> and then no one ever gets to try and talk to an NPC because nothing lives. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, and it can take other forms, but that, that's a very easily identifiable one, you know, just acting in such a way that it removes choices from the other players. And, and, and it's not cause, you know, and in that case, it's like, it's cause his character, like, enjoys just backstabbing people. Like, he loves getting the drop on people. So it's a character motivated thing. And so it makes sense and it is role playing, but it can be taken to an extreme that is mm -hmm. then unfun. Yeah. Um, I think the, Times I have seen role playing uh, emphasized or or acted out poorly usually correlate to um, not matching up with the tone of what the group has decided is appropriate. Oh, um, absolutely! You know, this is a team activity. Um, you can't. There's times to be selfish about it, and there's times to uh, like back off and and let other, yes. other people have fun as well. We're all trying to do something together, um, and that's kind of well, like one of the beautiful things about D and D. It's also about group dynamics. Um, so, an example of that is um, the other campaign that I'm running is. Uh, a, a lot of people who are really new to role-playing games in general, and we've been playing for about eight months to a year on and off. Um, we have kind of a wonkier schedule because uh, we have a couple people who live a little bit outside of town who can't couldn't always make it in when we were still meeting in person in the before times. The before times. <laughs> and, um, and, and we started out super lax. It was basically cartoony almost like every every character was a caricature and we were just running around video gaming it up like go do the quest get the treasure turn in the shit get the good shit we go back out and we're munching through another dungeon and we had a ton of fun and then it kind of took a turn and everybody started getting more serious about it except like two players and then there was a bit of a, a lag as we went okay what's is everybody okay with the new dynamic um, and people started getting more into characters and writing more backstory stuff and with just more serious 
things started coming up. Um, and then you just need to have a conversation of like, okay, what, what tone are we going for right now? Um, are we going for realism or is this, uh, an episode of Bob's burgers, (laughs) you know, where, where everybody's a character caricature and both can be fun. Yeah, definitely. And, And I have been, I've been in groups that have done different versions of that and had a fantastic time. They, they can both be fun as long as it's a group dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Going back if, to that If again. one person's forcing the caricature every time, then, then you have a total clash mm-hmm. within the, the group that you need to address. And I, I guess maybe even saying caricature kind of sounds a bit demeaning, but what I, what I mean is like a... Um, it's, it's a pretty good staple of like more comedic mediums where Mm -hmm. the character isn't like fully well-rounded. They don't act as a normal person would in normal life because the goal is to be funny and have fun, not to get bogged down in feelings and emotions, um, besides (laughs) fun and fun, um, you know, so so there's like a balance there, and I, I guess that might not be entirely fair either. But um, that's kind of yeah. what I mean when I'm saying that. That that one's an, uh, an interesting of con- conversation that it could probably end up being its own episode. Because I was thinking the same thing, like you know, what happens when you know a tonal shift is coming, or you have people that are not buying in as much, and they're still kind of not even like they're doing meme things, but they just are still there, they're still enjoying, they're still having as much fun, but you've got some people that are rising up and, and role-playing and getting engaged in, into the character details mm-hmm. and other people aren't. You know, how do you handle that? Does it always need to be handled? Can it be okay? I think that would be a great conversation that we probably will have to have later because we can go way deep down that. I mean, I would say it's worth mentioning we, in our own campaign, have had, I would say, many, many a few of those at least, uh, we did, I mean, I'll bring up the, the session zero for, you know, a call back later. But um, during session zero, we all met up and we pretty much agreed on what we wanted from the campaign. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd say there hasn't been a drastic, like, campaign shift in tone, like you were saying, Trevor. Mm-hmm. Um but there have been, and there probably will be, situations in which uh, our characters act in ways that uh, one, at least one of the other party members, you know, doesn't like. And that's something we've, we've managed to settle it all in-game, which has been amazing. Um, we've never had to put a full stop to the session and be like, okay, everybody, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, we've, we've had, we've had our fair share of those. And, uh, uh I, we've kind of danced around it. Um, but like, is there a good and bad role play? Like how how would you kind of oh, man. attack tackle that question? That is a tough one. I Mason, do you want, 
I, I was first... ask, no, please. I was going okay. like a minute to try and think of the best way to good or bad role play. <laughs> um, you got this. My my just my first thought off the top of my head. Uh, there is no bad role play as long as you are in an appropriate campaign setting and there's been communication with your fellow players and DM mm-hmm. in regards to that specific type of role play. Yeah. No. So, that can, so are there, is there room, is there room for, um, or, or what about different kinds of role players at the same table? They can clash very easily. <laughs> but not always. Is the other not thing. always. Not they always. Can, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, they can. I mean, you have... Uh, God, I mean, there, there, there is an unlimited amount of different types of role-playing. And role-playing ultimately, in my opinion, comes from the individual personalities at the table. Each individual personality wants something out of the game. That's why they're playing it. And uh, basically, if you don't have a solid group, you know, people that kind of vaguely know each other, you're going to have a rough time. (laughs) It's luck of the draw at that point. Mm -hmm. So... Def, to, to answer the question, yes, role playing, different types of role playing can clash and often do clash. Um, however, amidst that particular chaos, uh, you can get amazing storylines that you just never would have had in a structured situation. So, like, is there good and bad role play? Um, I think there is. Not necessarily bad role play. Um, there might be like tonal differences or technique differences. Um, we we've talked about before at length, like you know, voicing your character and talking in a character voice versus talking as your character versus describing what your character does. Um, and in my mind, there there's those are like different strata of role playing. Um, kind of the the least involved and the safest being, you know, Kangar sh- would like kind of shift around nervously and say something along the lines of like a dope one liner in an action movie as he walks out the door. <laughs> um, and you know, this is a D and D is a role playing game where you like are thinking on your feet and, like, improvising stuff. So I don't expect everybody to, like, be a winner all the time and, like, always have lines or even talk in character all the time. I don't really care. Uh, I definitely don't care about voices. None of you guys use voices for your characters. No. You just say... No. (laughs) We just make it very clear, this is a conversation between the two characters. Mm -hmm. And then when we have asides, we have asides. Mm -hmm. Um... Usually we just denote that by saying Pitt would say Pitt says to Listaria and then 
Pitt in character starts talking. Yep. Um, and there's no voices, there's no inflection, there's no high-low. Um, and and I think, to me, that's kind of the next uh, like step up. Um, and that can be uncomfortable for people, because especially if you're in a group of people you don't know super well. Yes. Just... Uh, go into a room and all kind of look at each other and talk as these made-up characters in adult fantasy land. Right now I'm <laughs> it's talking weird. as a three-foot-tall man that lives inside my head. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah like it's, it's objectively weird. Uh, yeah. I, I met uh, my wife, uh, her friends, I DM'd a campaign for them, so it was eight people Um Seven of which were uh, girlfriends of hers who had never played D&D before. Um, and we met in K-State's library <laughs> in one of the rooms and just tore that room a new one every week. And it was so fun because we all knew each other so well and we just went off the walls. But could you get a group of random people together in public and role play and talk to each other in character probably not unless they're all pretty outgoing people um so so to get back to like is there good and bad role play i think it's important to recognize that not everybody's going to be in the same place of comfortable comfortability and i don't think that makes them bad or that makes the role play worse um I, they could, I've seen people be just as thoughtful and not talk in character, but they say, you know, they'll say things like, I really don't think my character would do this right now based on what he's gone through. So he's probably just going to sit out. And Uh, it's important to like, you know, you'll, you'll switch between the techniques, like in any given session we've had, you know, there'll be times we're talking as our character and times we'll summarize what the character wants to say. Mm-hmm. And, and then times we'll do you know just like yeah I'm just going to kind of shift uncomfortably and, and wait till I can leave easily you know things like that where you just kind of narrate what they do or you just describe you know like yeah exactly you said I wouldn't do that and, you know, and personally I like when people talk in character so I try to incentivize that in my campaigns but that's mm-hmm. not the answer for everybody um, no and I don't think it has to be no we're just all weirdos that you know love a good story yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I guess to add to that uh, body language is a huge thing in our campaign yeah um, we don't like you were saying Trevor you know will announce you know this is this or the story is this we will uh, but I don't know I've, I've been finding that a lot of the time even over video chat uh, we as engaged as we all are in the game, we can just start talking, and everybody else will know this is in character. Uh, this is or this is out of character. It's I don't know inflections used, body language, something like that. But mm-hmm. um, that's something I've noticed. And I think that'll only come along with like groups that have been playing together for a long time. But yeah, uh, yeah, we. We have some pretty intense role play in in our campaign. Um, like had people yelling, um, yeah. had had people like arguing, had people mm-hmm. 
had some pretty sad situations, pretty emotional situations. Yeah, I think almost everyone's had at least one time where they they choked up a little as well. Yeah, um, which is very different from my other campaign. Um, so like that, that's like a spectrum. Like we've had entire sessions where we didn't fight anything, we didn't even really go anywhere, but literally all the characters were just hashing out like pent up aggression and confusion and shit with each other which yeah. i thought was fascinating mm-hmm. but a lot of other D players would be like what the what the hell <laughs> you mean they, they didn't roll any dice you know and that's fair like if if you were in D D to to get the loot and have the fights and be an action hero then our campaign would be really boring and that's yeah, yeah. that's a fair criticism. Well, there, there'd be about like a quarter of the sessions that would be super dope, and then the rest would be. Really <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. But I mean, um, we, yeah, <laughs> our session goes in like these blocks. We'll have like, we'll have like four sessions straight of just grueling, blood splattered walls combat, where you know by the end of the second session. We're all out of spells. We're low points. <laughs> you know, it, it gets brutal. And then, and then we'll have, you know, I don't know, three or four sessions of just solid role play. Maybe two or three. Two or three. Yeah, it's just resolving the aftermath of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. For good and bad role play, I was going to say, yeah, there's bad role play, but I think actually. Any role-playing is good role-playing. It's just a question of whether the role-playing decisions you're making are appropriate for the context you're in, which we've kind of touched on. And the, the only time it gets bad is when you, you make a role-play choice, which, like, you know, is justified by your character or whatever, or a choice you made in-game for whatever reason. It's just, like, going to cause issues with it. And, and that's that's the only time I would t- ever take on bridge with somebody's role-playing or someone's playing in general. Is it's like, okay, you're disrupting the session in some fashion or another you know this is tonally inappropriate you know we're doing a light-hearted swords and sorcery swashbuckling campaign and you've brought the edge lord you know like emo goth lich guy and it just doesn't mm-hmm. quite mesh you know and so you're role-playing as this lich guy but he just does not fit in the rest of the world and so the resulting mm-hmm. conflict can be bad and you know if everyone kind of wants to play things a little bit for laughs then it can be good and so it's it's one of those things where it's entirely context dependent on the the social norms surrounding the people in the game and what they want to get out of it, and then also the characters in the game and what they are trying to accomplish, and and what boundaries everyone is okay with there is what's going to determine yeah. if it's good or bad. <laughs>